So, if you would, stand with me for the reading of the scriptures. This is from Romans chapter 12. I think I mentioned last week that we stand out of reverence for what God has said and what God is saying to us today. And so this is from Romans 12, verses 4 through 11. It says this. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously, exclamation point. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Verse nine, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Welcome home once again. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, just to drive home, this, uh, we've got a couple really cool things coming up. Uh, as Pastor Manny sh shared, we've got this practicing prayer group in May. It's going to be amazing. Uh, May... Zing in May, in May, it's gonna be May. Anyway, okay. Um, it's called a house of prayer, and, um, and so practicing prayer together on Sunday nights, I just wanna encourage you, be there for week one, be there for week two, and then just be there the whole month, okay? Because it's gonna be an amazing time of just practicing something that Jesus really expects of us and to define us as a community. And so, a little bit more information on the back with dates and information, all that good stuff. Childcare um, is available. We're looking at kind of tying this in so, so that we're actually gonna be doing some prayer practice for the kids upstairs as well. And so it's gonna be a really great opportunity. Okay. Um, otherwise, no potluck next Sunday because we're going to be doing potlucks every Sunday night for the month of May. So don't bring your brownies unless you just want to gift me something delicious. Um, one last thing before we get into it. Um, last week I spent a little bit of time with, uh, with a good friend, my friend and yours, and I got a little video from him. If you just want to press play on that, Nick, get the audio going. What's up, This is Dave, Pastor David. So, 
It was, it was so great to spend a couple hours with him and just hear about all that God is doing at this church in Echo Park. Um, God is up to a, a big thing in the city as he's drawing people back to himself. And so we're just encouraged. We're so happy to see him and send him and, uh, and pray for him from a distance. And I'd actually just like to pray for him right now. So Walter, could you come up here a second? Um, and Walter doesn't know I'm asking him to do this either. So... Um, you're just in the front. And so, Walter, can you pray for Pastor Jeff? And it's called Inside Out Church. Um, and, uh, and then we'll just get started on the message. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Oh, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for Pastor Jeff, Lord, for the church that he's serving in, Lord. For the people that you're drawing onto that community, Lord. For the people that you're calling out of the darkness, Lord. For a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh-uh. We know that you're moving. We know you're in the midst of it. We know that you're in control. And we know for a fact that you have called him, O Lord. So we bless him, his wife, and his beautiful daughter, Lord. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you will just show them and strengthen them. And just be with them, O Lord, as they go ahead and answer the call that you have given them, O Lord. You are good. You're so faithful, O Lord, for your word says that you will never leave us nor forsake us, O Lord. For you have called us, O Lord, into the kingdom of light, O Lord. And so we want to shine the light for you, Lord, so that your name can be glorified, O Lord. The city of angels, O Lord. That's where you call us to be. And so let us be, Lord, what you want us to do, Lord. We love you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you, Walter. All right. So last week... Um, we started talking about the good life of community that God is calling us into, Jesus specifically inviting us into as a church. And we started by taking a closer look at really the community that God actively exists in with himself and all the unique ways they as God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, reflect what it means to be a community together. And so from this framework, last week we began talking about the Father and what he brings to community. And if you missed it, uh, go back and listen. But uh, if you just, just a quick recap here. That the Father of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Father's role in the community of the Trinity is that of a dad. And as a dad, we, we saw last week that he is the head of his house. And he as dad is forming a new family to carry his name forward. That he, God, is making a new people called the church through the saving work of Jesus. But again, the connection for this family isn't that of a random group of friends or even a committed team, right? It's, it's an interconnected family. God the Father is making a family. A family that is forgiven, a family that's faithful to him and to one another, and a family that is ultimately forever. And this is the Father's heart towards community and what we saw last week. God the Father wants to see us as family. Now, all that said, today, as we continue on in this um, modeling, this Trinitarian reflection, I'd like to take a closer look at the Son, Jesus, and what he specifically brings to the good life of community, but, but also what he calls us to be together. And it's something, actually, we heard just a moment ago in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. I'm just going to read it one more time. It says this. This is Jesus' dream for community. It's that just as our bodies have many parts, and each part is a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So where the Father calls us his family, we see in Romans that Jesus the Son is calling us his body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong 
to each other. A body where every piece, Romans chapter, Romans chapter 12, every piece has its own special function. But it, it's a body where the whole, together as a community, is actually far greater than the sum of its individual parts. And if you're taking notes today, that's actually, I'd like to title the message today is greater than the sum of its parts. Have you ever heard this expression before? Of course, the whole church responds. Of course, Pastor David, I know all, I'm cultured, I know this. this. This phrase actually, this quote actually comes from Aristotle, the philosopher. But conceptually, what it means is that in life, there are some things in life that don't just add up, they actually multiply based on the parts involved or what the ingredients are all coming together to make. For example, you might have in your garage, you might have tires and, and, uh, and oil and gas and doors and seatbelts and carpet and a steering wheel and an engine, and they might all be sitting there in garage, and they're valuable, right? They're valuable and effective in their own way, but when they come together, what do you get? You get a car, right? And a car isn't just a collection of parts. It's a vehicle with purpose, with potential to take you places you never thought possible. A car is far greater than the sum of its parts because it has purpose. The same thing can be said, let's say, let's say you have a screen and some tiny speakers and a battery and some chips and a, and a hard drive sitting on a desk. And on their own, of course, they are worth something, but when you put them together, you get a computer. And a computer isn't just a collection of parts. It's a tool, right? It's a tool with purpose and potential to help create a new future that would have never otherwise been available. And again, y'all, these, these pieces and parts of a car or a computer, they might add up to something individually, but when they all begin to work together, a multiplication effect, it begins to happen. Somebody tell me, though, what, what about when a piece is missing, then what? We notice pretty quick when, when, when things aren't there, well, well things, they, they might still work and everything, but, but they can't actually be what they were intended to be when things are missing. Like, let's say you have your car, and, and it might drive, but without a steering wheel, you, you, you can't turn, right? The missing piece matters. The computer might turn on, but without a keyboard, you can't type. Why? Because missing pieces matter. And friends, it's obvious, it's obvious when pieces and parts are missing. It reminds me of uh, one of my absolute favorite times of life right now. Um, for the past six months, my, my daughter, she's six, her name is River, and she's the most adorable human being in the world. But for the last six months, her and I, we have begun to make brownies together. I know, take, that, take a look at that. It's our thing, okay? It's something small that kind of slows us down takes us away from screens and devices and, and, and just gives us an opportunity to hang out and connect. And at the end, we get something delicious, right? And so for the past six months, we've been kind of working on our brownie baking recipes, trying all sorts of different box brownies and brands to see what we like best because we, we haven't really like, jumped into the, the homemade brownie world yet. If anyone has a good recipe, you can send it my way. I'm sure she'd love it. But, um, but after trying pretty much every mix at the market, we found that, that what we think is the best brownie is the, the Ghirardelli Chocolate Supreme, okay? It's this box, it's like, it's like three bucks, but it is so good, and we got it down. And so here's how it usually goes. I call out, I'm like, hey, River! 
And she's like, yeah. And I said, you want to make some brownies? She's like, yep. And I said, okay, go grab your stool because she's still a little bit small, right? I said, go grab your stool and wash your hands. And, she, and so she does. And then I get the box. I get the bowl. I get the eggs, the oil, the water. And, and then from there, we all kind of get together. And, and she cracks the egg and we pour it in. And then we mix it all together. You know, set the oven to 325, pour it in the dish. And an hour later, we get something amazing, right? It's amazing. Like clockwork, same tools, same ingredients, same temperature, same time. All of which are important on their own, but when they come together, something special begins to happen, where the whole is without a doubt greater than the sum of its parts of eggs and water and oil in this cardboard box. And again, this is, this is our thing. And so last Saturday, I had a hankering because I love brownies. You notice I even mentioned it before. If you want brownies, bring brownies next week. Have them off to me. But listen, I, I really wanted to spend some time with River and I made some brownies. And so I called, I was like, River, you want to make some brownies? And she's like, yep. I said, okay, what are you going to do? Go grab your stool and wash your hands. And so she does it and I go and grab the box and I, I grab the bowl and I grab the egg and the oil and the water and I set the temperature at 325. I get the tools. But then I, but then I went to grab the dish and, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And, and this is a key part to our process, right? Because we use glass, a, a glass dish to bake in instead of, instead of a metal pan. And it's because with a metal pan, it gets more cakey. And with the glass, it gets a little bit more fudgy, okay? And that's the secret sauce to our brownies. <laughs> and so I was looking for the dish, but I couldn't find it. It was actually holding old lasagna in the fridge. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? So what did we do? We used a metal cake pan. And my assumption, okay, on the front end, I was like, no big deal, a pan is a pan, right? It is not, it's not the case. And so we mixed it all up, we poured it in, we threw it in the oven and waited, waited for an hour, and then after it came out, it cooled down, and we could just grab a little bite, you know? You grab a little bite, and I kid you not, something was different. They just baked different, they tasted different, and y'all, you probably already know this, but I'm still a novice, okay? And so we try it, and while it was still a brownie, which is still a win, okay, I'm celebrating that, it just felt like something miss was missing. And it felt like something was missing because something was missing. There was an essential piece to the process missing, and it was obvious. Now, what am I getting at? At a risk of, uh, of mixing a whole lot of metaphors here, here's the deal. I believe that Jesus wants to lead us into the good life of community with him, into a fellowship. And if you remember last week, our definition for community was a fellowship of joint participation and partnership of individuals, individual parts, in a common place toward a common mission toward the whole. And I believe that God is calling us, Jesus is calling us into fellowship toward a common mission Whereas individuals, we don't just add up, we multiply. Because with him, the whole is always greater than the individual parts. And again, in this community, he is calling us to be, he uses this imagery of, of a body, a collective, a whole, where when one piece of the part is missing or a piece is out of place or not contributing or not doing what it was created to do, we notice it's obvious, it is obvious when the body isn't working as it should, right? The older I get, the more it becomes clear, right? Every day I realize more and more how essential every single piece of my body is to function as it should. From pain receptors to fingers to, to, to head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, right? Everything is de designed by God to work together without hierarchy. 
so I might exist as intended. But when something is missing or when it's out of whack, man, it's, it's limiting and I feel it. My neck, I feel it when we all do. Which is why I think we see this descriptor that Jesus gives, that, that we're designed to live in community with one another, that we're called to be this body where every part and peace matters. Every single one of us is essential for us to be and live and exist as God intended. And if there's one thing I need you to remember today, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, write this down. In a world of individualism, in a world of celebrity and hype and experts and influencers, I need you to know that who you are is essential to the kingdom of God. And even more so, who you are is essential to this church body. I know it can be easy to swing to some extremes on this, assuming we're either like, you know, the heart that, that pumps and everything hinges on our survival, or, 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 or that because maybe where we've been, or what we've done, or what we've seen, like somehow in the body we're like the wisdom teeth or the appendix, you know, like parts of the body that don't always seem to serve a purpose. But hear me when I say you are essential to the body of Christ. We cannot be who God made us to be without you being who God made you to be. Without you, something's missing. We might be brownies, but without the glass to make them great. You know what I'm saying? We might be that computer without the keyboard. We're the car without the ability to steer. Are you feeling me? God made us on purpose, with purpose. And Romans 12 says that just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with the church, with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. And this is the good life of community that Jesus is calling us into. It's a body where everyone is essential and anything is possible because of his presence. And we're the whole, where us together, somehow through the power of the Spirit, becomes so much greater than the sum of our individual lives. This is the community and the body of Christ. So, all that said, what does it look like for you and me in this world, this culture of individualism? What, is it, what does it look like for us to begin to see ourselves as more than ourselves? And instead to embrace the synergy, really, the synergy of true community that comes when we choose to contribute all we are to something bigger together. What does that look like and how can we get there? Well, we see the Apostle Paul expand on this from Romans into Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 12, um, when he begins to kind of lay out this framework for the body and the good life of community. And it's, it starts in verse 12 of, of Corinthians chapter 12. It says this. It says that the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are, are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves. Some are free. Well, we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, does that not make it any less part of the body? And if, and if ears say, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that not make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? This is at verse 18. But our bodies have many parts. Ah, and God has put each part just where he wants it. 
Continuing verse 19. Yes, how strange a body would be if it only had one part. Picture that. There are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. And we're getting to the end here. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Well, the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, then all parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And this is the end. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. This is what the vision is that Jesus has for community and, and, and what it looks like for us to be a part, that all of you together are his body, and each of you is a part of it. You are uniquely interconnected and interdependent, all playing your own part, but the impact or effectiveness of your part is still contingent on me playing my part, and, and Norman, you playing your part, and Doreen, you playing your part. Our effectiveness is all contingent on So Young, you playing your part, and Doug, you playing your part, and Walter, and Rosie, and Josh, and Jen, and me, and all of us coming together to play our parts. Amen. Verse 26, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer. It's like a bad batch of brownies, y'all. If one part is honored, then all the parts are glad. You following? Verse 18, our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part where he wants it. And I, and I love this because it means that the church community, just like the body, is not meant to be a homogenous collection of noses or a face full of ears or a handful of thumbs, right? Verse 19 says, how strange it would be if the body only had one part. How strange it would be if this church only had a bunch of me's around here. It would be incomplete. It would be a steering wheel sitting in the middle of a garage floor with no engine to go anywhere. It would be incomplete because we're all different and we're all essential. God is fitting us in to fulfill our purpose and to be who God intends us as a community to be. I mean, how strange would it be? How limiting it would it be if this church only had one part? Just, just like how strange would it be if the church all over the world only had one expression. Friends, this, this, just as this church is a body of, of diversity, so also is the church around the world with local congregations all filling in different parts of the capital B body of Christ. And we need this. We need small churches and we need mega churches and we need conservative and inner city churches. We need them all to reach a diverse, equally diverse world with the good news that God loves them, and God has a future for them. And this is the dream, I would say, that Jesus has for the community and what it looks like objectively to be his body. That all of you are together are the body of Christ, and each of you is part of it. The part where the sum is far greater than the individual parts contributed. Now, let's talk a little bit about what it means or what it looks like subjectively to actually be part of this. What does it look like and how can we get there? 
I've got a couple action steps for you, and pastors love using threes, and so I've got three really key action steps for you today to better embrace the synergy of community. And so the first thing we need to do is that we need to find our place. Find your place. Number two is you need to see it big. And number three is you need to get to work. So the first thing, find your place, see it big, and then get to work, starting with find your place in the body. I believe with all my heart that God made you on purpose, with purpose. I believe that you are uniquely gifted to show the world what God is like in ways only you can. I also believe that God has placed you here for such a time as this and carried you through all of your life, all these life experiences and all these seasons so you might take all of it and use it for his glory and our good. I do. And, and it's there in, in this intersection of purpose and gifting and passions and time and experiences, I think it's there that we begin to find our place. And I know this might sound wild for some of you and not real churchy at all, but your place in the body, your place in the church is not limited to a list of programs or volunteer role descriptions only found on Sundays or within the confines of this building. Your place in the body in this church is simply you being y'all together for the glory of God and the good of others. It's you taking everything you know, everything you are, everything you've experienced, and all the ways God has grown you and shaped you and revealed himself to you. It's taking the whole of your life and focusing it alongside everyone else toward common mission and a common place and a common fellowship. Now, what does this mean and to what extent? It means this, that if you are a rocket scientist here, it's funny that we actually have a few of those, if you're a rocket scientist, then be our rocket scientist. Teach us about how God made the systems that hold the universe together. Teach us about the vastness of creation so we might have a greater wonder of the supremacy and the power of Christ. If you're an artist, then be our artist together. Teach us about creativity and the beauty of color and rhythm and melody and formation so we might all have greater love for God as a creator. If you're a mom, then be our mom. Teach us about God's heart for nurturing and raising sons and daughters in his image. Are you tracking? If you're a lawyer, hey, if you're a lawyer, then be our lawyer. Teach us about justice and fairness and doing the right things the right way so we might have a greater heart for the world like God does. And this is true synergistic community, okay? Take the pieces you have, take the pieces or the part you play and give it to the body. It can be your proficiencies, it can be your passions, it could be your problems and even your pain. Bring it all to the body so we can all grow in faith and obedience and make the most of our lives following Jesus together. And that has to come first. Find your place in the body. Now, if anyone is a little apprehensive or you're thinking, man, I just don't know what I have to contribute to this community or anything, here are a couple questions just for you to roll around. The first is, what are you good at? Ask yourself, what am I good at? What am I good at? Second question, where have I been? What have I seen? What have I experienced? What do I know? What do I know? What do I have? What can I give? How can I help? Think about that for a moment. What am I good at? Where have I been? What do I know? You know how to make jam? Bring it all for the glory of God. You know how to garden? Bring it all for the glory of God.
What do I know? What am, what am I good at? What do I have? You got, you, got a, you got a tractor? Make it available for the glory of God. Amen. What can I give? Are you trying to figure out the end of life and trying to figure out where, where your trust goes? Bring it all for the glory of God. How can I help? Think about that. Because this is how you find your place. This is how you find your place within the body. And that comes first. And then as you begin to find your place, however you answer those questions, this is where number two comes in. You need to begin to see it big. You need to choose to make all you are available to the whole, just like the whole has made everything available to you. We need to see it big. It's more than you, but it includes you. And going solo, friends, might have brought you here, and you might be in a good spot, but going together, y'all, can bring you places you never thought possible. Why? Because the whole of Christ, the whole with Christ, is truly greater than the sum of its parts. I mean, think, think about this for a second. You know, fingers are cool, right? Fingers are awesome. But what is a finger without the bones? Right? Yeah, come on. Fingers got no structure without the bones in there. We need the bones and we need, we need the fingers. Still, without fingers, hands can't hold things. Still, without hands, arms can't lift things. And without arms, the body can't carry things. And, I, and don't even get me started with blood and like tendons and muscles and all the stuff that lies beneath the surface of the skin. All the hidden things that work together for the good of the body and the sake of the world. And, and, and listen, I know that there's a fine line that we all need to process with this and understand that, that, that we are all essential to the body, but only as long as we begin to see it big together. You, we're all essential, but only so much as we all choose to see it big and contribute our stories together. It's kind of like this, this show I used to watch in the 90s. It was, it was called Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Doug, can I get an amen on this one? Yeah, I see the thumbs up. It was a terrible, if anyone worked on it, it was great. If you didn't work, no one worked on it, it was not great, okay? And so, but I sure did love it. Anyway, the whole premise of the show is, is that there was a villain trying to destroy the environment, and so Captain Planet gave these kids these like fancy decoder rings that, that allowed them to control certain elements of nature. It was very Anyway, and so this one kid got a gift of controlling the earth, another one got wind, water, and this girl got like short straw, she got the heart ring, and so like, I don't know what that did, but anyway, on their own, they were capable of doing things, okay? On their own, they were capable of doing things, but when the big bad villain showed up, they could never stop him. They could never stop him on their own or even in pairs. The mission was too great for them to do alone. It took all of them with all of their powers combined to bring this like Captain Planet guy in and destroy the recycling plant villain guy. I don't know. It was an average illustration here. I get that. But listen, you are essential here. Your life, your gift, the person God made you to be matters in this place. But the good life the greatest return on your days of our days will only come with our powers combined. As we choose to see it big and give all we are as individuals for all we could be together. Back to Romans. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other, which brings us up to number three. We're almost done. And that is this. We need to just get going. We need to get to work. Romans 8. In his grace, 
God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is in, to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Paul is saying here, he's like, listen, we've all got a role to play. We've all been given gifts to build up the body. So after you find your place and choose to see it big, man, it's time to get going. It's time to get, get to work. If you have the ability, use it. Get to work and do it gladly. Verse nine, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them, see it big. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. And this is the best. Never be lazy. Never be lazy, but work hard. Get to work and serve the Lord enthusiastically. So what you gonna do? Friends, what, what are you gonna do with who God made you to be? What, what are you gonna do with all that God has given you? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna build up, are you gonna build up your own individual castle, your own little life, or are we gonna contribute all we are to the kingdom of God together? What, what if we chose to embrace the good life that Jesus is inviting us into? What if, what if we chose to find our place in the body and call it home? What would that take for you? To see it big, that, that while we're valuable as individuals, that we're actually essential together. Because when a piece is, is missing, it's obvious. What would it take for you to cross this line from, from theory to action and actually start to get to work? To, to, to make the most of every opportunity to show the world what God is like in ways only you can. Because I know you can. We all can. God has given us all such beautiful and unique stories and histories and context. All of these things that we carry with us up until this moment. Y'all, God wants us to use it to contribute our parts into something that will far exceed anything we could do on our own. And he wants us to do it together. And this is what it means to be Community and the body of Christ. And so as we, as we close today, I just want to leave you with, with a few things real quick. First, I need you to know one more time that God wants to make himself known through your life. God wants to use your days and your story to save the world. And he will. And he will. But God also wants to strengthen his church through your life. God wants to strengthen his people through your story. Without who God made you to be and, and who God made me to be and who God made y'all to be, we are all incomplete and we're less effective. Jesus calls this his body, not just as a cute metaphor, but because we all literally need one another to survive this life of faith. We do. The mission is too great. The work is too overwhelming to do on our own, but with our powers combined with the gifts coming together, with the strengths overlapping and experience shared. Y'all, it's there in community that we are capable of pushing back the dark and taking new ground with the kingdom of light. So as we go, I just wanna, I wanna pray for you as we go. First, that, that God would help you find your place here. If this is your place, I wanna pray that God would help you find your place here that you would feel at home. And then second, that you would choose to see it big together.
that when you come to church, it's not about what you get out of it, but it's, it's about what you give into it for his glory and our good. And you have a lot to give. Your life matters. You are essential, and anything is possible as God moves in and through his people. So second, I just want to pray that you would see it big, that you would contribute to something bigger than yourself, and last, that you'd get in the game and you'd get to work in ways only you can. There is so much that you know that only you know. There is so much that you've experienced that is proprietary to your life that would grow us and lead us and build us into something better. And so find your place. Find your place, see it big. And let's get to work together, amen? amen. All right, I'm gonna pray for you and then we're gonna, we're gonna hit the road and enjoy this beautiful day together. So let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we're grateful, so grateful that you are who you are, that you choose to exist in community with one another that you engage with one another as family and also as this unique body, this unique work as, as you carry out your mission together. And I'm so grateful, God, that you've invited us into the same Trinitarian reflection, that we would be your people, your family, and that we would live as, as your body, a body that exists and is far greater than the sum of its parts. And so, Jesus, today I ask that you would just give us eyes, open eyes, God, that we'd begin to find our place in, in your house, in your church. Whatever it might be, God, however you've uniquely gifted us and, and, and given us passions and experiences and paths, all the different things, God, we ask that you would just give us eyes to see all the ways you want to use those to make yourself known here and in our city. God, that we would see it big, that it's not just about what we're doing, God, but it's about what, what all of us are doing together. And God, help us not be lazy. None of us want to be lazy, but not all of us know how to, how to best use our, our gifts or contribute in ways that, that, are, that, are, that are unique and, and, and meaningful, God. But God, just help us not be lazy, but serve you enthusiastically. God, so the world might know what you are like in ways only we can show. So God, we love you and we thank you. We're so grateful for community. We're grateful that that you've modeled this and that you're inviting us into it, God, and, and even more that you are requiring it of your church because, God, we need it. And it's so easy for us to slip back into patterns of individualism, trying to go it alone. But, God, we know that you're calling us into a family, into a body where, where all of our powers combined are capable of, of, of changing the world with you. So God, we love you and we thank you. And we, again, God, we just ask that you just lean heavy on our hearts and minds today, this week, as we're all just trying to sort out our best place and how we fit and how we can really begin to get to work here on your behalf. So God, we love you and we're grateful for you. And it's in your name we pray. We all said amen. 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 Thanks for listening, everyone. Grateful for you. Grab one of these, put it in your car, take a picture of it, put it on your phone. This is you, y'all. This is us greater than the sum of our parts. Have a great Sunday, everybody.